Are you ready? Boom, boom. So you think you can tell us what to do? You think you can tell us what to wear? You think that you're better? We better get ready. Bow to the masters. Break it down. Oh, yeah. Oh, shit, we were live? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You already know what time it is. It is 9.53 p.m. Incorrect. Oh. It is time for South Florida's favorite sports podcast. I don't have that time zone. Ah. Ah, that's the, that's the name of the podcast? <laughs> no. The name of the podcast, my good friend, is called Balls. Suck it. <laughs> <laughs> Sports podcast. <laughs> oh, you were ready. Like we're back. That's right. We're it's uh, it's Ball Sports Podcast. Welcome to the podcast with balls about balls. Just pure balls. I promise you, this show is just pure balls. And you know, you may you may be only hearing two voices. Uh, no, is this the first time that it, it's just been you and me since I think episode two? It's it's been a it's been a good little minute. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a good minute. We might we might get a a, a a drop by. Hopefully. Maybe. Hopefully. We'll see how things go. We have an we have an empty seat next to us, so we'll see. We'll see if we can fill it in. We'll see if somebody if somebody slide in, you feel me? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Just uh you know, just shout out to the dozens. And dozens of fans listening tonight. We appreciate y'all. Or whatever day you're listening to this. Yeah. Um you know, just again, I just want to do a, a shout out to the uh, the Lady Titans flag football team. Um, you know, I shout them out in wins and losses. Took the cell nine to six Everglades High School. It was my fault, coaching coaching mistakes. And uh, you know, you live and you learn. First year head coach, and you know, I got I got some I got some growing pains to go through. But you know, proud of them girls, man. I uh, got one more, well, two more games left, and then it's district playoffs. First time we're in in quite some time. Sweet. You know what I'm saying? So we, we're here, man. We are here. We are here. Good stuff, bro. Yes, sir. Other than that, everything good with you? Yeah, man. I'm chilling, man. Just one day at a time. You know what I'm saying? I just wanted to let it be known that this week, it is indeed my birthday. Oh, yeah. Indeed. <laughs> That's right. Your birthday tomorrow. Your birthday is in two hours. Broski. Turn up. It's time for the up to be turned. What? Yes, sir. How old are you going to be? 21? You ready no. to have your first drink? Yes, I'm so excited. <laughs> you doing all right, little bit up? I'm good, man. Good. Another day, another dollar. Another day, another dollar. Staying busy. Let's get it. So, we want to get right into it? Let's get into it, man. All right. Well, you know, we're going to start things off with the National Football League. The <laughs> N-F-L. The N-A-F-A. L.A. Just had some pepper here. Hold on. The niffle, 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 niffle. Bless you, good sir. Man, listen, allergies. I feel you. <laughs> um, so the way I kind of constructed the agenda this week, I wanted to start things off on the you know more serious stuff, and then we'll kind of work our way to the more lighthearted. Let's do um, it. So Bob McNair, the owner of the Houston Texans. Um, made a statement, you know, early on last season mm-hmm. 
in regards to the anthem protests where he said, you know, we can't let the inmates run the the, the prison. Correct. Um, which put a lot of heat on him, and he basically had to apologize. Right. You know, and he kind of struck again this week by... Uh, he had a question about that inmate's remark. Right. If he had any regrets about it. And his response was, the main thing I regret is apologizing. Yikes. So, you know, I I honestly feel like if he keeps doing things like that, his star players, once their contracts are up, they're are just going to bounce. Um, I believe so also. Like, I don't, I don't see... I don't see Jadavion Clowney sticking around after his his contract deal is up because, I mean, he was upset in the first place about the comment, and he even you know was a, a convict for Halloween because of it. Right. Um. So like to hear you know someone who you're playing for technically because you're not just playing for the Houston Texans, you're playing for this guy. Right. I'm sure it's gonna rub quite a few of them I mean, the wrong way. It will, and honestly, I'm not shocked that he said what he said. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm not. Um, I mean, anybody who's capable of saying anything like that in the first place, um, I mean, he meant it. And, and and even if he apologized, I don't think he's apologizing for the fact that he really felt bad. I think he's legit apologizing because he knew that it was bringing the negative type of heat that mm-hmm. he probably figured he didn't need. Now, the whole inmate statement is a negative statement because we know the majority of penitentiaries have black people in it well black males and the good majority of the nfl is black males so you know in general he really should have been careful about what he's what he has to say yeah especially especially when the main people protesting right were african-american right and 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 the the fact of the matter is is like i am not shocked not disappointed um like i said it was to be expected what I will say about the athletes is, you know, I understand that some of y'all are definitely going to feel a type of way about it, for sure. Um, but keep doing what y'all got to do. And, and you know, you still got a check to earn. You still got people to take care of. So don't do anything crazy unless you're really okay with taking with taking the losses that will come with you not being on the team anymore. Um, I am... I am... Actually, to be honest with you, on a personal level, I'm actually kind of happy that he said that. Yeah. I think it's about time that these owners start getting exposed for who they are. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think anything is going to change. I feel like they're older males, and to get them to change their ways isn't going to be as easy. They've been doing it for all this time. So it's good for people to see and realize that this is what the owners of teams are like. This is this is what they are. Don't be shocked by what he has to say. Appreciate what he has to say because he's telling you right in front of your face. This is this is who I am. Right. The only thing I regret about saying that the inmates are running the the prison is the fact that I had to apologize. Right. Come on, man. It's it, the writing's on the wall at this point. I feel you. I feel you on that. Um. So sticking on that, uh, the same topic of the protests and everything. Uh, what's going on with, with Kaepernick and, and the NFL? So, recent. you know, pretty much what's been happening was like Kaepernick and his lawyers were getting information right. from the NFL. And that's where they was kind of, 
you know, getting information from like the owners and the general managers as far as like um, texting. They're, they're coming for some money. Um, I'm out. As far as like texts, emails, things of that nature, communication. Right. To see if there was some kind of collusion. Now, what's what's going on with Kaepernick is now the NFL lawyers are doing the same thing, and now it's their turn to depose Kaepernick. And essentially what they're doing is they're looking at some pretty interesting abstract grievances, I guess, so to say. And like one of the things that they're doing is is essentially looking at Kaepernick's mental outlook since he entered since he entered um, free agency in right. 2017. Um, and they're also saying, they're also trying to see if he corrupted his free agent market through a series of factors such as his skill, his contract expectations, and his motivation to play. Right. So the inquiries that they're looking for is whether Kaepernick expected to be signed as a starter. Once he opted out of his contract with the 49ers, his salary demands that he and his representation had early in free agency, whether he had the capacity to play diminished well, if his if his capacity to play diminished because of injuries, so like did his injuries play a part in like teams not really wanting him, things of that nature. Um, also, they want to know how he was with the coaches and teammates on the 49ers while going through this whole thing, and if he had a willingness to play his football career in any team other than the 49ers. Right. And then they just want to know if. Kaepernick was ever presented with proof that there were teams legitimately colluding against him to not have a job in the NFL. Right. So that's pretty much what they're going to be doing with their deposition. So so it seems like things are actually starting to progress Mm, as far as this thing goes. All right. They're starting to pick up. This is definitely something to keep an eye on. Yeah. Um... And then, you know, lastly, staying in the same lane, um, I had also mentioned uh, a couple episodes ago that the former safety for the San Francisco 49ers, Eric Reed, was a free agent. Right. A talented free yes. agent. He's, and he's, he's really he's, good. Yeah, he still is. And he just had his first team visit. Yes, he did. With the Cincinnati Bengals. Yes, he did. And the owner asked him straight up, um, what the deal was with the protests and if he still planned on protesting because he's going to uh, ban protesting on from his team. Right. Um, so I think that kind of makes it clear that that is definitely... That's what it was. That's what's keeping him from being signed somewhere. I mean, which is a shame. He's 26 years old. He's prime, in the prime of his career. Prime of his career and he's a talented safety. You know? Pro Bowl, and there's, pro bowl and, level. And there's... Tons of teams that could use his help. Right. Um, I just, I just don't understand. I just, I just, I don't know. I just can't make sense of. So, from my perspective, what it is is, it's about bottom dollar. A dollar loss is a dollar loss, regardless. Mm-hmm. So, from their perspective, the owners or GM's perspective, like, the protests can take butts out of seats. Mm-hmm. So we're trying to prevent butts getting out of seats. 
So it doesn't matter if I support your stand or don't support your stand. The protest isn't necessarily the best thing to do. Period. Right. So due to that, you know, all these players who have protested who didn't stop the protest are showing one thing and it's like, okay, they're not going to stop. And I'm getting these angry fan emails and angry fan letters and this, that, and the third. And you got to remember that the majority of the people that come into these stadiums and spend money are white. Yeah. Let's let's call a spade a spade. That's true. And, and I'm trying to make money. And I'm trying to keep my job as a GM. I'm trying to keep this $1 million, $2 million, $3 million, maybe even $9 million, $10 million job. And I got to keep things cooking. I got to make sure my family good. So if the majority of our supporters who come to the games buy our merchandise and buy our stuff is white, mm-hmm. I got to respect what their issues is. Right. So unfortunately, although the protest serves the right purpose, it might not serve the purpose of green. So due to that, a lot of players are suffering for it, such as Reed. Who shouldn't be suffering for any of this because he's a great player. We can say he's definitely top 32 safeties in the league. Oh, yeah. He definitely can say that. He deserves a starting job somewhere. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, you got to you gotta look at it from that abstract view. Now, the whole point of it is, do I agree with it? Of course not. But that's what it is. If you want to cut it with, and, and put some logic into it, that's, that's what it boils down to. I got to make top dollar. You protesting is hurting my top dollar. It might not be a lot. It might be from 16 million to 15.5 million, but that 0.5 is 500,000. So I'm concerned about my 500,000. So what I'm going to need you to do is stop that protest. Yeah. You understand? That's what they're thinking about right now. Yeah. I feel you. So, I mean, it's a sad reality, man. That's that's what you that's what you find yourself in. Yes, sir. Yeah, man. Um, ah, you know what? We messed up again for another week. Episode thirty-one. Episode thirty-one. There is a couple of nice thirty-ones. Is it um, um, Roy Williams, Dallas Cowboys? He wore thirty-one, didn't he? He might have. Priest Holmes. Priest Holmes. Priest Holmes wore 31. Jamal Lewis. Jamal Lewis wore 31. Um, Currently, I'd say probably the best names in the NFL right now wearing 31. David Johnson, the Arizona Cardinals. Oh, nice. Um, uh, Kevin Byard, the safety for the Tennessee Titans, who led the league in interceptions last season. He wears 31. Mm -hmm. Mm. And Seattle's own Cam Chancellor. Number 31. Seattle, uh, Cam Chancellor was 31? Yeah. I thought he was 27. Nope. 31. Oh, how about that? Yep. How about that? Yeah, not too many people. You know, it's not too too big of a number. What's up? Outside of the NFL, mm-hmm. Reggie Miller wore 31. He sure did. Greg Maddox wore 31. Yep. Uh, nobody really knows Jim Taylor, but Jim Taylor was a running back for the Green Bay Packers mm-hmm. way, way back. Um, Dave Winfield. Mike Piazza. Mike Piazza. When I was a kid, I always saw his name and I just thought it was pizza, so I would always call him the pizza man. Nice. Yeah. John Lester for the Boston Red Sox. Nice. Shout out to the Red Sox. Um, Cedric Maxwell of the Boston Celtics. Shout out to the Boston Celtics. Um, I mean, I think that's all I've got for some 31s. Um, 
The best name for a 31, though, is Ferguson Jenkins. Ferguson Jenkins. He wore 31. That's a nice name. Uh, Ferguson yeah. Jenkins. I would call him Ferg. Ferg! Or Fergie Jenkins. Fergie Jenkins. Fergie Jenks. Lit. Fergie Jenks. Um, Wait, yeah, man. Knows you want to talk the Raiders? The Raiders. So something interesting came up today when I was, you know, doing a little research and stuff. And, you know, and I knew this was bound to happen, mm-hmm. as in most good players. But apparently, your beloved Khalil Mack oh, yeah. is asking for $65 million guaranteed. As he should. Um, my stance on this... Uh, I'm all for the players getting their money. You know that. I mean, I think I've been. It's pretty obvious the way I've been saying. You know, Odell and Le'Veon shouldn't play until they get their contracts and stuff. Um, Khalil Mack is arguably a top five edge rusher in the league. For um, sure. Every game he's demanding double teams, sometimes triple teams, uh, which isn't you know including the running back, um, and he's still somehow getting through. Uh, he's had the most quarterback pressures um, of anybody in the past three years combined. Right. Um, his his on-the-field play speaks for itself. His off-the-field speaks for itself. Um, so he's going to get that money. He's going to get what he's looking for. Uh, people are kind of concerned because he didn't show up to the first couple days of voluntar- voluntary uh, minicamp. But I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that's cause for concern for anything. I mean, it's voluntary. When he starts missing mandatory meetings and workouts, that was that's when we could be like, okay, now we're looking at a potential holdout. It's still early on. They still got a couple months to really hammer out a deal. I think they're waiting to see what. Um, I think they're waiting to see what the the landscape's going to look like because I know Aaron Donald is due a deal in uh, L.A. So I think they're waiting to see how that's going to play out because their contracts are going to be right around the same level, I'd imagine. Um, I I I agree with him getting that money also. I just hope it doesn't put the Raiders in a funky predicament. I don't think it will. I think just because of how they maneuver everything, the reason they uh, just opted to use his fifth-year option was so that last year they could handle Derek Carr, this year they can handle him, and next year, if it's worth it, Amari Cooper will right. be up. So like they have them spaced out like that to where they can handle those three because I think they're trying to you know they're, they're trying to make those three the cornerstones of this team. Yeah. Uh, more so on the first two, you know, being Mac and Carr, and you know Cooper this year has to really step up. Right. So, I mean, I think I think they'll be all right. Okay. All right. Well, that was the only cause of concern I had for for that. I read that and I was like, oh, that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, also what I read was Des Bryant is working with David Robinson. Um, for those who don't know, David Robinson is like a wide receiver guru. Um, he's worked with a lot of different talents. And, um, you know, like he is... He just works, man. Right. David Robinson is just a guy that a lot of top receivers have, have gone to. Um, let me see if I can think of any... From, from off the top of my head... I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. Um, let's see. 
I know he's worked with Off the Top Antonio Brown. Okay. He's worked with Emmanuel Sanders. He's done work with Ryan Switzer and Cole Beasley on the same team. And I mean, you see the the there's been improvement shown with Antonio Brown and Emmanuel Sanders for sure. So they want to work with with you know Des wants to work with him. Now, the interesting thing about what's going on is Robinson has pretty much not exposed, but talked about some of the weaknesses Bryant has has done, and they interviewed him. Right. As up to this point, Bryant has not worked. With Robinson quite yet. Okay? Mm-hmm. He's he's reached out to Robinson to work with him, but they haven't started yet. Robinson says that Bryant needs to improve the top end of his routes, getting his arm mechanics back on tap, and getting out of his breaks with more of a sense of urgency. So what he's saying is what they can fix is the first five to ten yards bursting off the football against press coverage. Okay. He says that he has the tendency to release wide, which means towards the sideline instead of straight up the field. He wants to teach more tricks to get more separation. So that way, like, a 50-50 jump ball can be more suitable for him. He still feels like Bryant has a lot more juice left in the tank. So that that can be pretty favorable for him. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I don't know if you remember uh, Bryce Butler. They were saying that there was animosity between him. Bryce Butler now is assigned with the Arizona Cardinals, but he was having a hell of a season with the Cowboys. Um, he says, according to Robinson, that there is no animosity between Bryce Butler and Des Bryant. Um, and... Apparently, Bryant isn't the only Cowboys receiver right now working with Robinson. So, I already mentioned Switzer. I already mentioned Beasley. Apparently, a whole freaking core is working with him. Yeah. Lance Lenore, Noah Brown, and then the tight end, Rico Gathers, have all worked with him. And as a matter of fact, they said that Des Bryant got the contact information for Robinson from Bryce Butler. Oh, okay. So, apparently, he's a guru that's going to work magic. And, you know, my question is, all right, let's say they do work and they do meet. Do you predict a big season for Dez next um, year? I don't I don't know if I can necessarily say big just because I don't know what the Cowboys offense is going to completely look like yet. Because okay. I, I want to see how the draft shakes out. Um, I do think it'll be a better, more productive year for him. Um, I think this year really showed that, you know... He does have weaknesses and that he's he's getting towards the the end of his prime years of being able to dominate a game. Um, and I think he's seeing what these these freak wide receivers that are coming into the league now are, are doing during their offseason. Like you did say, you know, um, he has worked with Antonio Brown in the past. You know, you see people like, like Odell... Um, you see people like Odell. Come- oh, you're not finna sneak up in this crib. <laughs> I'm here, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, gosh. <laughs> the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will Just be. Just when we were being produ- productive. Not being production. Productive. <laughs> 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 so you already know what it is. You come in peeking the whole world. I'm peeking all day. After rules today, y'all boys. 
What's poppin', cuz? What's good? What's good? How you doing? How you doing, big sir? My boy got pop tart out and on deck. I'm here, bro. What's up, bro? Hey. You good? <laughs> Young Hefe Holmes. Young Hefe Holmes. Okay. So, so back to what I was saying. Um, you know, he's seen what these younger wide receivers are doing. So he's seen, like you said, Antonio Brown. You know, working out with him. Um, I don't know if you heard, but like uh, Julio has been working out with To, learning different things like that uh, because of how focused, like how how good yeah. To was as a worker and things like right. that. So I think he's seeing that your your Odell's and stuff like that, and he knows he's got to step his game up. This is this is what I think. Oh, by the way, um, Dylan, what we're talking about is uh, Des Bryant. Um, since you missed like the whole show, um, we're talking about Des Bryant. Y'all are still on the end. F L Every letter peaked. That's tragic. <laughs> <laughs> there ain't no rules to So we're talking he's he's uh reached out to uh David Robinson, who's this wide receiver guru. He's worked with Antonio Brown and Emmanuel Sanders, who in turn since they worked with him have like actually upped their production. So we were talking about the things that Robinson himself has said that Des needs to work on. This is what I think with the whole thing. I think that Dez got on because Dez is a physical specimen. We know mm-hmm. this. And I think he's come to a place now where the years have caught up with him. And he can no longer be a physical specimen. Period. Point blank. Ladies and gentlemen, the Denver Nuggets game is tied. 3.8 seconds three left. 3 seconds left. Oh yeah, we're going to get there. We're going to get there. Oh, we're easily no. going to get there. The Heat and the Raptors are tied now, too. So Does that one matter? It does. It matters for, cause for positioning. It de- yeah, because Heat could be 6, 7, or 8. Yeah, but we, well, we're going to get there. We're gonna, we, we got a lot, we got a lot yeah, to talk about. Yeah, we got a lot to talk about as far as the NBA so, Dylan. So, yeah, so now, you know, I think Dez is realizing, like, all right, I need to get my technique back on point. Mm-hmm. So let's do what we got to do to make it happen. You know what I'm saying? So that's, that's what I think, personally. Right. Um... Anything else on that? Yeah, that was, that's, that's it, man. Um, I just want to say one quick thing. Um, that Ray Lewis was on the um, Colin Coward. That, that's his name, right? Colin, Colin, Ca- Colin Cowherd. Cowherd show. And they were talking about Odell Beckham Jr. And they were talking about, you know, kind of the issues he's been having and stuff like that. And Ray Lewis had the nerve to say that he's having all these issues because he, he, he doesn't have God. He's godless and this, that, whatever. And I just think it's really funny coming from somebody who once had two murder charges. Well, he's right. Because if it wasn't for God, he wouldn't be that murder rap. <laughs> but like, <laughs> that's just, but like, who are you to like say somebody's having, and what issues is Odell really having? So this is, this is what I feel. That are because of not having God. Like what? Like, it's just, it's crazy to me. This is, this is, this is what I think. Um, I feel like. Odell does have a lot going on. Mm-hmm. I don't think spirituality is one of them. I think... Um, how old is Odell, by the way? Bro, he's... I don't know, 23? 22, 23? 20, yeah, he's that, right around there. Odell's young. This, this, is a young. this is a young guy. Okay? And um, at the end of the day, what needs to be understood he's is... He's 25. He's 25. That's right. Yeah, he's, yeah, in, he's, like, a young, he's a young man yeah. trying, to, trying to figure it out. I think he has a lot going on. He's a, he has a lot of transitioning pieces that's going on. Could he possibly need God? 
me being a spiritual man that I am, I can say yes. Do I feel like Ray Lewis is the correct vehicle to say that he needs God? I will not judge. I will not judge because I can't judge, right? However, I think that from what I'm hearing, from the way you're saying it, maybe his delivery wasn't the best. Well, and I, for me, I think a lot of this comes from because later on he was talking about how at one point he was having conversations with Odell and Odell was saying, yeah, you know, we'll we'll talk more, we'll link up and stuff like that. And I guess Odell didn't realize, like, Ray Lewis meant he was going to call him, like, weekly and, like, all the time and stuff like that. And Odell's, he's a grown man. He doesn't have to talk to you every week and stuff like that. So, yeah, bro, like, I don't know. I think a part of that is him being butthurt, too, at the same time. So Odell doesn't want to talk to him every week. Is what yeah. I don't need to, you know, like, for what? Are you, <laughs> we haven't talked before. And it's like I don't need I don't need help. Yeah, I guess I, I can guess, see how I can see how probably I guess Ray Lewis thought that he was going to be like an intern and a not an intern a mentor. mentor? No, to I need Odell him. and stuff like that. And Odell really wasn't looking for that. Odell don't need a mentor. He got his dad. Yeah, so like <laughs> he got a whole dad who made it to the league. A whole dad who was out here balling at LSU. These people's kids are long Ray. Got a whole mom who was out here running track at LSU. Mike could have made it to the Olympics, if I'm not mistaken. Got a whole athletic family. He'll make it work. <laughs> I'm pretty sure one of them believes in God and is trying to get his life together. Oh, sometimes over time. Sometimes you need you need just family to get things right. And some people just aren't the ones that you want showing you that, that side of life. And for for Odell, it might not be Ray Lewis, so life goes on. <laughs> word. You know what I mean? Like Ray Lewis gonna need to get over himself. Stop calling people out and saying they need God. You need God. Everybody needs God. The heck? Yeah. 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 All right. What's up? What's next, Nels? Bro, they got rid of Color Rush. That upsets me. It upsets me for the sole point that, they like... They got rid of Color now, Rush. Now, some of those Color Rush uniforms were trash. I will say that. But, like, I really wanted the Raiders to have an all-black, like, a blacked-out... Mm. Uniform that would have been so hard. Black helmet, black everything. Oh gosh, too bad. I know. I'm so however, upset. however, due to this, it's leading to one thing that I guess is kind of okay. It's leading to a lot of teams getting new jerseys. Right. I think the Tennessee Titans just unveiled their they new jerseys. Did. They're not they, that bad. Yeah. I like them. And apparently, the biggest news out of all of the new jerseys coming out is the Jacksonville Jaguars. Mm. Jacksonville Jaguars come out with new jerseys on the nineteenth. I'm wondering what them joints And like. Tom Coughlin was saying it's going to be like what a classic, eye-catching NFL uniform should look like. I don't know what You're going to look at the uniform and you're going to say, oh, this is the Jacksonville Jaguars. And you're going to understand what an NFL team looks like to that extent or something like that. Tom Coughlin old, I'm though. I'm not really about to take Tom Coughlin's word on That man's a dinosaur. So they're going to look like the Giants uniforms. Here's, here's but what, say Jaguars. Here's what I'm going to say about Tom Coughlin. Although he is a dinosaur, he is a wish-granting dinosaur. He said that he was going to get a Super Bowl delivered to the New York Giants. He did it twice. Hey, did he not? You know, yeah, be, he did it twice against the same right. freaking team. You know what would be lit? Yo. Is if on the sides of the Jaguars uniform it just said, Duval, That's all the way down. That's crazy. That would be fire. Now, I doubt it's going to say that. I doubt Tom Coughlin is putting Duval. Or it could just be a it could just be a picture of Jalen Ramsey's face going Duval, Duval, 
we gonna win that bitch. I don't. I don't think you should entertain this one, Dylan. I, th- I think you should just let him have that. Why would they? Here we go. Oh, they put a picture of Jalen Ramsey on the uniform. It's a franchise. Jalen Ramsey's not the franchise yep. of that team. Who is Blake Bortles? <laughs> yes, obviously. <laughs> Leonard Fournette. Jalen Ramsey's not the franchise of that team, and I'm not putting his little sweet fruit basket ass face on the side of my jersey. This conversation can get problematic. Let's move on. Let's 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 not do this. So anyway, oh my gosh. Well, welcome to the podcast, Dylan. Boom boom clap clap. Let's go, Dylan. Dylan. Anyway. Dylan, where are your incense, bro? <laughs> I don't have no incense today, bro. I just ran out. That's crazy, because we we was waiting for the smell. So, you know, um, yeah. I mean, Tom Coughlin has been a wish-granting dinosaur. He said he was going to turn around the Jacksonville Jaguars. Did it in a year. Got him, what, a play away from the Super Bowl? That's crazy. So, you never know. He might come out with a five jersey. I mean, it tells us how great of a coach he is. I don't know if his style. (laughs) Watch these Johns come out five. I mean... Jaguars uniforms have never been ugly, so I don't know. You'd have to do a lot for them. Their color rush was ugly, though. I will say that. Them that yellow, mustard, them mustard like, yellow boys. Oh, yeah, them, them things was looking fugly. Anna. Yeah. So, moving forward, I just wanted to tell you a very interesting thing. Guess who visited Meek Mill the other day? In prison. Robert. Roberto. Graf. Robert Kraft. Robert Kraft went and visited Meek Mill in prison. Meek Mill going to the Patriots. That's why I said to Dylan yesterday. <laughs> hey, that's just hey, That's leadership. That's such a publicity stunt. How? You think it is? Why? Because he's white. Because why is the owner you of don't the... don't know young, what their lives are. They're why, rich. Okay. Why is the owner of the Patriots... Mm-hmm. Going to Philadelphia mm-hmm. to visit a Philadelphia rapper. What sense does that make? It doesn't. For exactly. Us, for us broke boys who don't have money to but know what these had, people are doing no. in their regular lives. It's easily publicity stuff because they had a whole press conference afterwards talking about it and stuff like that. Because the media made it news. Robert Kraft didn't go tell everybody, hey, I went to go see Meek Mill So today. you really think he went to visit Meek Mill? I don't just know what he went to go do. Okay. All I know is that it could be a lot more complex than we seem to think it is. Tell me how. Because they have more money than me. Well, give me one reason why he would go do that. Because they might have a relationship that me and you don't know because we think, oh, it's a nigga Meek Mills in Philly with uh, Robert Kraft that votes for Donald Trump up in New England. They have nothing in common for them to even be talking to each other. They don't. That's what it seems like. But we don't know. Why? Because we're both here broke. And these niggas are both there rich. So they can have a relationship. They might play golf together for all you know. So I'm not going to sit here and say it's a publicity stunt because who else went, did he go with? With the Sixers? Yeah, so oh, let me let me let me break down. The See, let, that's I can understand. Let me break down. He's from Philly. Let me Great. break down. So, let me break down the, the scenario here. So here's the scenario. The Flyers owner didn't go see him. I'm from I'm I'm from up there. And the one thing that we gotta realize, New York, Philly, New Jersey, New York, uh, where am I missing? I think that's really it. Those four cities are really close. To each other, mm-hmm. and Meek Mill is really is really like, if you haven't realized, is 
fully invested into Philly sports. I think every Philly sports team plays dreams and nightmares before any big game. This is this is a fact. Um, unbeknownst to me, the 76ers owner and Meek Mill are really good friends. The 76ers owner and Robert Kraft are really good friends. So if I was to put two and two together, here's what I think happened. I think the along. 76ers owner was hanging out with Robert Kraft and said, hey, let's go visit Meek Mill. I think it'll make a good impact, and I think it'll leave, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Not necessarily a message. I think it'll be a good statement. It's going to be a good statement to have you and myself go visit him and spend some time with him and come out. Because obviously, us going there is going to get a press release. Mm -hmm. Somebody in the jail is going to snitch and be like, bro, Robert Kraft is here. And 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 Ruben is here also from the 76ers. I'm gonna need y'all to come out here and take these pictures, but I'm gonna need some money first. And it gives them a platform for them to see, talk about what's going on. See, now I can see that. I yeah, can see not, that being the case. That's not getting him money. No, I'm not talking about the money thing. I'm talking about tagging along because you're friends with the owner and he's going to visit Meek. I just can't see Robert Kraft going, you know what? I'm gonna go visit Meek Mill. I just that no, but I don't either. but in the other way, so why debate me on it? Because he went with somebody else that can connect them two together. It's not on some like, let me go visit me Mills because it's a good look for me. It's like, but okay. your argument, if he wasn't with but your friend, argument was we don't know what kind of relationship we him don't. and Mills have. We don't. Yeah, but so that's not a really I'm good concerned. argument though. I mean, I don't. As in, if I don't know, I'm not gonna assume I know. I feel you. I so just, I'm gonna say if y'all got the money like that to where y'all probably are hanging out, then y'all probably are hanging out. If not, something is connecting y'all together, which, you know, my friend here just made a note to. What I, what I will say is that Robert Kraft could have just as easily said no. He didn't. So it at least shows that he got that he has a heart, which, speaking for three quarters of these NFL or owners. Or he wanted good publicity. I mean, okay. See, that's just you using. If, if, that's just you trying to paint a negative image on Robert Kraft. Okay, no, but y'all are okay, just as biased towards the Patriots. So No. Because the thing is, I'm not going to just let's say... Not, let's not act like y'all don't ride the Patriots really hard. Okay. On a lot, on a lot of basis. stuff. For on a lot record, of stuff. Y'all for the do. record. For if the any record. owner would have went over there, I would have been like, okay, cool. I'm not going to just automatically say it's a publicity stunt. Why does it have to be a publicity stunt? Okay. Okay, here's here's what I'll say. Exactly. Okay. It, has, it doesn't have to be But I just said it could just as easily be a publicity thing. You said I'm, I'm trying to paint a picture. I just said it could just as easily. I'm not going to disagree. think it is. I'm not going to disagree. Hello. I'm not going to disagree with that. Number one, I do not ride the Patriots hard. That that you that you'll have to take. It's easy back. to make it seem like you're riding the Patriots pretty, hard when you're I'm, winning and you have no choice but I'm to pretty, talk about a I'm winning I'm pretty team. fair as a Patriots fan. Mean? Number one, number two, all I was saying was that it's a good look. Period. It doesn't matter if it was Robert Kraft. It doesn't matter if it was any other owner in the league. I don't really care. It's just a good look for him because. Me personally, I just want to see the man get out. Mm -hmm. I don't care who it is. It just so happens that it's Robert Kraft. And it's just like, okay, that's what's up. Shout out to Robert Kraft. Could it have been a publicity stunt? Absolutely. And let's just say it is a publicity stunt. Let's just say he did do that just to get a rise and probably get some more ticket sales or to get him to look good. Is that such a bad thing for him? No. It's not. It's not such a bad thing for him. And it's not such a bad thing for Meek Mill either. 
It's a good business move for him. He got to get out. Yeah, two white people come, rich white people come see you in jail. You might be getting out soon. Easily. I would hope so, considering <laughs> the DA and all these other people saying he needs to be let out too. So, I don't understand exactly. what's taking so long as far as that goes. Exactly. So, I mean, you know, what, what's left to be obviously seen is if it was a publicity stunt or not. I don't think we'll ever really find out. Mm-hmm. Okay? Now, yeah. if you're asking me personally, hey, do you think it was a publicity stunt or do you think he actually like... Had it in him to go see Meek Mill. I say it like this. I think it's 75% publicity stunt. 25% like my dog is cool with him. So I'm going to ride with my dog to go see this guy. That's how I feel. I feel like at the end of the day it still was. I mean this is going to be a good look if I go see him. So I'm going to go see him. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I don't think. Do, I don't think do, do they know what Robert Kraft and the owner were doing together? That no, 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 no. That's not known. That's not known. But I mean, at the end of the day, like, the reason why I say that is because I would have thought the same way. I would have been sitting there like, I mean, shoot, it's not a bad look. I'm pretty sure that... Um, it's a great look. What's the name of that jit? Takashi, Takashi 6ix9ine. I'm pretty sure Robert Kraft wouldn't go visit Takashi 6ix9ine. Who the hell is that? Exactly. He's That's the, that, the rapper um, with all oh, the... 6ix9ine? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because 6ix9ine's a scum. He's <laughs> <laughs> a really stand-up guy. I think I think Meek Mill being I think Meek nah. Mill being who he is to the Philly sports community, nah. Meek Mill being who he is to the Philly sports community definitely helped he him is in huge this too. regard. Yeah, he is huge. It helped him in that regard. So shout out to Meek Mill. Shout out to the owner of the 76ers. Shout out to the owner of the Patriots. Six nine a scumbag. And I guess that's the lesson of the day. What did um, he ever do to you, bro? I don't know. I don't know. I've never even heard his music, so I don't know he could be. I don't. Yep, no, I'm not yep, going to listen. I'm not listening. It's crazy if y'all heard it before. Y'all saying y'all not listening to it, but y'all heard it already. When? When? And I've heard it. If I played it right now, you'd know what the song is. Nah, bro. Really? Yeah. We'll have to do this after the podcast. Yeah, because I really don't know. I'm, I'm really intrigued right now. now. I've heard so, it. guaranteed. Guess what we're about to get into? Balls? No. Nope. Super pause. <laughs> Let's take a guess. Um, hockey. No, bro. Come on. It bro. is a Stanley Cup Finals. I know, but we're not there, bro. The N H L. You're annoying. The N A H A L A. The N. No, bro. Oh, I know what we're getting into. Oh, okay. Never mind. I'm going to just do it. The M. Okay. L. Okay. B. Okay, you're done. You're done. You're done. The M A L A B A. The Okay, we're going into the N B A. The N A B A. A-A. This is my favorite part of the show. The button, 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 button. All right. So the playoff picture is almost clear, but it's still wild. It is. We are currently watching the Heat about to beat the Raptors 116-109. My dear friends here, Dylan and Buddha. Buddha, you're going to do the Western Conference. Dylan, you're going to do the Eastern Conference. All right? So let me go over the scenarios right now. As we have it, as these games are being done, 
And we're going into our 82nd game of the season. The Heat have currently beat the Raptors. But prior to, we had Raptors number one, Celtics number two, 76ers number three, Cavs number four, Pacers number five, Bucks six, Heat seven, and Wizards eight. Here's how the situation is playing out, ladies and gentlemen. What's settled is the Toronto Raptors are locked for number one, Celtics are locked for number two, Pacers are locked for number five. So we have a battle for three, four, Six, seven, and eight. So let's. Oh, and let's keep in mind the Heat just locked number six. Okay, so the Heat officially have locked number six. Yes. Okay, so the battle for three was if the 76ers beat the Bucks, they would be number three. And it's safe to say that the 76ers. They have. Yeah, by 40. It was like 40, right? Yeah, they destroyed them. They destroyed them. So we see now that we are going to have the. It's locked. 76ers against the Heat. Yes? Yep. Mm, yes. Okay. Milwaukee. That's going to be crazy. Now goes to number seven. Or did the Wizards... What What are the Wizards looking like right now? I think the Wizards um, lost to the Magics. The Wizards lost no to the Magic. Way. You're freaking lying. They did. Whoa. Wow. So okay, so the Wizards so the are Wizards the number are eight, eight seed. So we've got the Raptors against the Wizards. The which means, Celtics. Which means the Bucks are the number seven seed. So the Celtics against the Bucks. The 76ers against the Heat. The, the, um, the Heat stay at the seven seed. No, they don't. No, they go to six with a win. They go to six with a win and the Bucks lost. Bucks lost. Oh, okay. I didn't, they're not showing it yet. That's and fine. then you got the Cavs playing the Pacers, which makes for a very interesting Eastern Conference playoffs. That is lit. That's a lit first that round. That is very interesting. Very I interesting. I like that first round. I'm not going to lie. The Cavs play who? The Cavs play the Pacers. Oh, yeah. That can get, that's going to be worse. Yes. There's a strong potentiality for some upsets here. All right? Sheesh. So... The Western Conference is a little more clear now after what happened last night. Mm -hmm. Rockets was number one. Warriors got to number two. Jazz, number three. Trailblazers, number four. Pelicans, number five. San Antonio, number six. Oklahoma City, number seven. Minnesota, number eight. And Denver, number nine. The reason why we have Denver, number nine, is because we're literally watching a play-in playoff game between the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Denver Nuggets. And what are we looking at right now? As of six, one oh eight. Yeah, uh, yeah. Minnesota's up one oh eight, one oh six with fourteen seconds left. One oh eight, one ten, one oh six. Oh jeez. So as as of right now, it's looking like the Nuggets are out and the Timberwolves are in. So we've got the Rockets versus the Timberwolves as of right now. Yeah, because yeah, we don't know how these seeds are going to shake out, unfortunately, just because a lot of these night games that are about to happen now are going to Well, I mean, impact. I think, isn't like 5 to 8? Isn't like 5 to 8 solidified at this point, though? No. Mm-mm. None of those are solidified. The only solidified ones are 1 and 2. Oh, really? Yeah. Three and th- 8. 3 through 8. No, well, even three through eight, because the Wolves, even though if they win, they're number, they're in the top eight. They could jump up to like six, depending wow. on how the games shake out. So we, so we got to watch these games after the podcast. Yeah. That's exciting. So okay, so the West isn't settled yet. So let me ask you guys this question because I remember asking you guys earlier, 
well earlier in the in the year. Mm-hmm. Um, so what do you guys? What do you guys think about the the playoff picture right now? Like, do you have teams that raised in stock? Do you have teams that lost in stock? Do you have a new dark horse? Is it the same dark horse? Like, my dark horse is the Philadelphia 76ers. Honestly, I that think should not have been my dark. You horse think right they're now. a dark horse anymore? They're you think they're a dark horse now? I don't think they're a dark horse anymore. They're my favorite. I think with with Kyrie going down, um, and the. The Raptors. That's lucky why they might. The Raptors are good. I I I think it's gonna come. Yeah, I I feel like the Raptors could make it. Yeah, they could make it. Um, jeez. I don't think Cleveland makes it. I'd have to roll with this. I'd have to roll with the Seventy Sixers though. I mean, they've been playing good even without Embiid, and he's about to be coming back. Um. Yeah. I, so here's the interest, to make it at least. I wouldn't say to to win the final, here's but the, to make it, I would. Here's the interesting scenario that we find ourselves in, though. Although you guys have the 76ers as your dark horse or your favorites, you realize that let's just say all four, let's say the top four teams make it to the conference semifinals, you would have the Raptors playing the Cavaliers. In the semifinals. Whew. And the Celtics playing the 76ers. Oh, I like the 76ers. So, Sixers in that matchup. Sixers, I do too. Sixers might be able to make some noise. Mm-hmm. I could see I could see the Eastern Conference Finals coming down to the uh, the Cavs and the Sixers. Yeah? Yeah. I'm like, it's about to lose. That would be a crazy Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah. Mentor versus mentee. What? what it? Cavs Sixers? Yeah. What and happens then, and if the Sixers if, make it to the finals? And then LeBron goes to the Sixers next year? That would be crazy. He pulls, pull a KD. pulls a KD. Oh, oh stay his ass where he at. Nah, he's going to the Knicks, bro. I've been said this since episode nine. That's wild. All right, so I'm not going to lie. My dark horse originally was the Minnesota Timberwolves. That's dead. Yeah. Um... I got to be honest. Um, teams that have raised in stock to me, the Utah Jazz. I like the Utah Jazz. Mm-hmm. Donovan Mitchell is a... Hey, Donovan Mitchell deserves Rookie of the Year, but I'm sorry, Ben. We're going we're gonna to get into that, too. Nice nice segue. And honestly... Honestly, I got to keep it real with you. Because don't dance. We juke. It looks like dancing to me. Hey, an animal. Listen... I like the Portland Trailblazers too. It's just so funny that yeah. they're playing each other tonight, but both those teams can really make some noise. Yeah. And they're fighting for that three well, especially for three four right Especially now. Portland. I feel like if Portland can catch Houston in the Western Conference Finals, it could be some damage. But I'd rather Utah I, I need Utah to win tonight, because if for Portland to get there, I don't need them to face Houston in the semifinals? Not even. I don't need them to face the Thunder in the first. Oh, yeah, true. All these matches, like, if New Orleans, would New Orleans and Oklahoma City play today? Or did they already play? I feel like they, no, they didn't play. I feel like um, the Thunder played. The oh, Thunder the won. played. The Thunder won tonight, And too. the Thunder won. So, they're both, I think, staying where they're yeah. at. So, yeah, if the, if the if Portland loses to Utah, they stay in that number four spot. Mm-hmm. If they win, they get to that three. Now they got to face OKC first round. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, uh, yeah, so everything, everything might be kind of solidified then, right now. Except with the exception of, the, with the exception of this. Uh, yeah. Alright, so what is solidified right now? So who do we have? Well, I'm still, we waiting. The Rockets, I'm still waiting for this game to be fun. The Rockets, Timberwolves. That's their game over with. You got the Rockets, Timberwolves. For okay. The okay. You got... I see the Rockets taking that pretty nicely. Not gonna lie to you. You got the Warriors and the Thunder. Oh, that's official. I'm watching I, I every game so. of that series, bro. First round. Hey, let me ask y'all a question. Steph Curry's not gonna be there for the first round. Oh, we gotta no. go. To, we gotta go to Al's a couple of times and watch some of these games. Easily. Our boys down. Easily. Yeah. That's gonna be a problem. Steph Curry not playing the first round. Listen, Steph Curry right. legitimately shows why he got his contract. That's the best thing even, that could have happened to the Thunder. They said they don't like Steph Curry. It's like even whoa, even Steph to Curry, me, they thought it was KD. KD's still gonna do KD. Yeah, I gotta he's be, looking like LeBron I got, right I gotta now. Keep it. You Steph can put up truth. all the points you can, but <laughs> Steph Steph's is the not truth. There. I'm gonna keep it 100, y'all. Like he really made a believer out of me. I remember I was one of the people. I might even sit on a podcast. I really thought the Warriors were still going to bang fine without Steph Curry, but Steph Curry is definitely the engine yeah. that makes that team run. He's yeah. the engine. Sure. Period. He Which starts is, all day. He starts all day. Um, they, they um. They runs. Sets. Yeah. All they runs that they go on, yeah. where they're down 20. Yeah, he it's, starts it's, it's, a, yeah, it's and unbelievable. Then, and yeah. just catches he does, on. He does fantastic. Like, it's, 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 it's crazy. Those people that's going to yeah. start no, a run for you. It's definitely crazy. Clay needs Steph and KD to turn up for him to be able to turn yeah, up. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. They all got to wait on on Steph to, mm-hmm. to drop that crazy three that gets the crowd going nuts. Yeah. And then everybody, then all of a sudden, KD gets it, and it's everybody's wet. So it's one and eight and two and seven. Yeah, that's two and seven. That two okay. and seven is gonna be stupid. Okay, that's what's up. All right, so did you guys hear about Andre Ingram? No, no, no. For the Los Angeles Lakers. All right, so let me tell you about Andre Ingram. Here's a little story. Here's a little story all about how am I? See, I was doing Beastie Boys. Yeah, I know, but I I wasn't your guy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so Andre Ingram, Ingram, I'm sorry. 32 years old. He graduated, well, played college basketball at American University in Washington, D.C. He um, made it to the NBA yesterday, well, last night. 32. He played 10 years in the G League, also known as the D League. He's played the second most minutes in D-League history. Oh, wow. Do you want to know what he did part-time, off-season to earn his paycheck? He was a math tutor. Dang. High school, middle school, college prep tests. That's what he did to supplement his G-League check. He's played 384 career games in the G-League in 10 seasons. 9,836 total minutes played. Jesus. And he was about to take a whole year off to make more money for the family. He's made more three-pointers in the G League than any other person with 713 in 10 years. That's great. He's won two three-point shootout competitions in the G League. And he had his debut yesterday in the, NBA. in the NBA with the Los Angeles Lakers against the Houston Rockets. And what does he do? 
he scores 11 points in six minutes. His full stat line, six of eight, four for five from three, two free throws for 19 points in his debut. He also added three rebounds, three blocks. Huh? 11 points in six minutes. Oh. Like, he scored that much. But overall, he had 19 points, three rebounds, three blocks, one assist, and a steal. The boy snapped. That, to me, is an amazing story. So, does he go back to the G League now, or is he like... No, they're going to give him a contract. No, I think they I think they signed him like to for the rest of the season. Oh, that's lit. You gotta give him a contract now. And so now you're gonna have Andre. Wait, rest of the season that was only one game. You'll never yeah, fire <laughs> him. They got him for the rest of the season. You'll and, never release him. Now. And it's gonna be crazy because next year their their roster gonna look so crazy because it's gonna be Andre Ingram. You got Brandon Ingram. You've got Julius Randle, and then you're gonna add Paul George and Kobe Bryant. I mean, and LeBron James. LeBron James. I think the Spurs and the Thunder are switching spots. Are they? Spurs lost. Wait, the Spurs lost today? To the Pelicans. Oh, no. And they had the same record? So it's Warriors. So it's going to be Warriors against the Spurs. Dang, Warriors about to luck out. Oh, yeah, they about to make it with Steph. Steph Steph Curry going to come back. They dodged a bullet if that's the case. Yeah, because the Thunder won. Which makes what? them 48 and 34. I'm so confused yeah. by these seedings right now. Yeah, the Thunder one would make... Okay, Jesus. the Nuggets loss takes them out. The Vic, the Timberwolves are 47 and 35. The Oklahoma City Thunder are 48 and 34. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm looking at the updated thing. Damn. The Spurs are now 48... 47 and 35. So Dang, now they drop seven. to 7. OKC drops to, goes to 6. So they play the Pelicans first round. The Pelicans are number three? Five. Oh, Five? six. Oh, I'm tripping, I'm tripping. They play the Jazz first round. If the Jazz win, which it doesn't look like they will right now. If the Jazz win, yeah. Or if not, then they'll play the Blazers. Blazers Thunder would be a five first round. But they'll be so tired they can't do nothing in the semifinals. So the Warriors, it's pretty much set up for Warriors Rockets. Got it. That's what's up, fam. Which means Yo, the Jazz will... Golden State dodged that bullet, though, for yeah, real, right? Yeah, Holy the shit. The Spurs laid an egg against the Pelicans today. <laughs> Excuse me. Dang. Well, there you go. So, speaking of the Jazz, last night, the Utah Jazz, I repeat, the Utah Jazz, mm-hmm. the most off-centered city to mascot... Combination because we know they don't play no jazz in Utah mm-hmm. at all. Be the Golden State Warriors by 40 points last night. That shit's insane. So here's the question. And everybody played. Yeah. <laughs> Except with the, well, obviously with the exception of Steph. So here's the question. That's a problem. Is this. What's well, nice, not? Is this a cause for concern? No. No. Why not? It's the um, regular season. The regular yeah. season doesn't matter. Everybody turns up in the playoffs. The Warriors have been there enough to know Warriors what they got to do. Warriors aren't losing no game by 40 in the playoffs. Not, no. Not, not on your life. Not on your life. That'll never happen again. Okay. In, I can see that. In the playoffs. In the regular season, at, at towards the end of a season, 
I could see it. And just like I just like when I used to watch when we went to watch every time I watched Tom Brady at the end of the season, he folds. Yeah, like, and if he goes to Miami and it's the end of the year, you're not getting nothing out of him. What I, what I will say too about that game because I didn't watch that game. I don't know about y'all, but we don't know if necessarily they were playing hard. Like they could have easily just been, just been out here checking. You know, shots. like let me try taking a shot up from here because I don't usually. Let me see how how he check. Yeah, that kind of stuff. You know. Okay. Okay. I can Donovan respect. Mitchell is that guy. Yeah. So, good segue. Donovan Mitchell and Ben Simmons. Now, I won't necessarily say that it's tension or animosity. But if you didn't hear, um, Donovan Mitchell wore an Adidas-sponsored sweater that had the definition of a rookie That was a fire hoodie. (laughs) And it was talking about how it's a player who's spending their first year in the league, period. Oh, you're trying to say Ben Simmons is not a rookie? Exactly. So my question for you is, players like Ben Simmons or like, uh, what's his name, Uh, Blake Griffin... Are those guys rookies? No, no. I say they are because you didn't play. Like you, you, it's not your fault. Like you can't. I'm not gonna take away your chance at being rookie of the year because you didn't play a single. You didn't get on the court at all. Your supposedly rookie so, year. So technically, you didn't have a rookie year because you didn't have. There's no stats. You know when you, okay. when you play. You know when you play, on um. You know when you play on Madden or 2K or whatever and you don't have enough stats mm-hmm. to be even put in a in a stat line yeah. to be put on a leader on a leaderboard thing? That was Ben Simmons. His rookie year didn't exist because he got hurt before he got even a chance to step on the court. So it's like you didn't even get the chance to prove yourself as a rookie because you never got the chance to step on the court, which is not your fault. So this year will technically still be his rookie year because this is your first time stepping on the court. Okay, so let me ask you a question. So what about a player who comes in as a rookie? He's on a he happens to be drafted by, let's say, the Warriors, and he's just on the bench the whole year because He's on a stacked team, and he just never gets any. He just didn't get any playing time the whole year. That's a whole different scenario. Why? Because you he doesn't have a, he doesn't have a stat line. You had a chance to play. Somebody got injured. No, nobody puts him in. He doesn't have a chance to play. Yeah, but you got. It's not his choice. It's not his. It's not up to him whether he gets in the game. or It not. is. If you're if you're balling, you're getting in the game. If you're balling, you're getting in the game. If you're doing what you're supposed to do as a rookie to to play, you're getting in the game. If you have no choice. You have no say whatsoever because of injury, then that's a whole nother story. That rookie that might play for the Warriors and is not getting on the court is not doing enough to get on the court. Ben Simmons can't do enough to get on the court because he's injured. He can't get on the court because of injury, not because he's not doing enough to be able to get on the court and to to sit here and do what all these other guys are doing because he's injured. Ben Simmons would have been the starting lineup in that team if he hadn't gotten hurt. And didn't get a chance to play a single quarter of basketball because of an yeah. injury. You feel me? Somebody that gets drafted and doesn't play a single one of them. Somebody that gets drafted and doesn't even play his first year isn't somebody that we should have even been talking about being rookie of the anything because you couldn't even make it your rookie year. You couldn't make it on the court I feel because of your skill set, not because of your injury, but because your skill set wasn't good enough for you to get on this court mm. and ball. You feel me? So you shouldn't even be talked about in the first place. But if somebody gets hurt to where they can't even, there's nothing they can do 
Yes, not on him. So here's a scenario. Unless, unless, and and I'm not. I would say this is more of a. This is more of a hypothetical and not really a rebuttal. So you don't think it matters that, let's say, for example, even though you're not playing, you're watching the game in full time. You're traveling with the team. You get accustomed and acclimated to the NBA lifestyle, and now you kind of get used to the grind. You don't think that plays a part in... Not in his type of injury. You got injured. Like, you were out the whole year. Right. So it's not like you didn't really get to do what you... You you, You were out the entire... It's not like you got to have... It's not like you were out the whole year and was enduring the whole grind of practices and stuff. Like, you rehabbed. The whole entire yeah, year. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, I can't speculate on what happens during NBA practices because I don't really, know, I don't know if they sit in a room and like watch film. I don't know what, if that is a, a thing. With yeah, they basketball. watch. They definitely watch. So film like, in the NBA. but so he's watching film on a professional level. That's fine, but you still haven't. He has no class. He doesn't have to do anything in college. I mean, that's doesn't not. Have no that has nothing to do with being a rookie on an NBA court. Stepping foot on the NBA court for the first time. Is what a rookie does. No, you're, you're. This is your first time getting on this court. This is your first time to show. The rookie of the year is not how you handled the NBA experience. It's how you did on the court, on as your first time on the court. But doesn't this is your first time the outside? But doesn't the outside elements also play a part? But they don't play in the court. Yeah, but when they look at rookie of the year, they only they're looking at your stat line, as well as the team that you play for. But they're not looking at no intangibles of you being able. to how long you were with the team, what kind of stuff you did intangible, like in-house. Mm-hmm. They're not looking at that. They're okay. looking at what did this kid do his first time on an NBA court. So if what, they, what did if, he do on that court? That's if all he has an injury at. that takes uh-huh. him out for two years, can he still get rookie of the year? I don't know. That's a hypothetical. I don't I don't know. I don't see why he couldn't get it after this year, though, because he, he got drafted with last year, didn't okay. play, and then he played this year. I couldn't really tell you how it would be for a whole No, but year. in your opinion, though, if they had a year that... I, it would be far-fetched. But I don't know. Because then you still got summer league. I don't know if he's playing these summer league games, if he's playing... You feel me? Especially if you're in two years, you're older shit, and then these other rookies are coming in. It's, one, that's, it's a whole different ballgame. But you were, you just got here, and you just happened to not even be able to play at all. You feel me? It's not... I, I wouldn't really put that on him. And he showed promise from... And Ben Simmons is somebody that was getting talked about, like the LeBrons and... And like these other guys, when he was coming out of when he was coming out of LSU, so I don't put it. I'm not surprised that he's doing what he's doing now. You feel me? I'm not surprised. I wouldn't. I'm not gonna sit there and say that he wouldn't have did this his rookie year if he did it like his first, his very first year that he was in the league. I'm not surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if he would have did that if he didn't get hurt. Right. I feel like he would have been doing the same exact stuff that he's doing. I don't. Now. I don't disagree with you. I just like what Donovan Mitchell is doing. Do what oh, you yeah, gotta do to get this win. <laughs> but then, at the end of the day, even if you take away that that definition, I still feel Donovan Mitchell deserves to be Rookie of the Year. I mean, Haki, Haki, you swayed me as far as because before I, yeah, I agree. I agree with what you with what you're going with though. I understand what you're saying. Yeah, I definitely agree that Donovan Mitchell should get Donovan Mitchell is 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 snapping. You took the Utah. The Sixers have been getting the number one pick for years now. So if you had people aren't surprised. I'm not surprised that the Sixers are doing this. People expected this from the Sixers eventually. Like you have, you keep accumulating good talent from yeah, college. Like great talent. You have right. Joel Embiid. You have um, Markel Fultz on your. These are the guys that are getting picked lottery. 
Markel Fultz, you have Ben Simmons, you have Joel Embiid, you got Jaleel Okafor, you have Nerlens, oh, Nerlens Noel's not there anymore. But they, they were getting all those guys. guys. And it's like you had all, you have Sar- what's this little Sarich? Yeah, like, come on, you got dudes that were bound to make your team great. You had a group of young guys, and all you had to do was mold them, and then all of a sudden they were going to be what they are going to be. The Jazz, nobody expected nothing from the Jazz. <laughs> nothing. Like, what did anybody expect from the Jazz? People thought Rudy Gobert was going to bring that team to such greatness. He didn't. He took off for himself, but the Jazz was still trash. And all of a sudden, Donovan Mitchell takes off on a team that has Ricky Rubio. Ricky Rubio balling. And he told, and then he is, but he came in there and was like, I'm the point guard. Give me the ball. Ricky, don't worry about shit. Make these buckets. You don't got to worry about assisting no more. And Ricky Rubio is having a great season now because of it. A rookie did that for Ricky Rubio. That's a rookie of the year. Ben Simmons ain't doing nothing that's making these other dudes ball. These other dudes gonna ball regardless. Joel Embiid's gonna ball anyways. Joel Okafor, Forder, man, he's gonna step on that court. It's gonna be an impact regardless. But Donovan Mitchell is legit taking that team. Like every time you see a Jazz highlight, you see Donovan Mitchell. I couldn't even name you three other dudes on that team right now. That's true. That's true. He is definitely spazzing. A rookie is the main person you name on this team. When you say 76ers, you think Joel Embiid off for real. Yeah. No offense to Ben Simmons. Yeah. But no, you think of, you. you think of the process. You think of the, Don, of the Jazz, you think Donovan Mitchell. He just got here. Come on, get that man his, get that man his trophy. Stop playing. I don't care about these triple doubles that Ben Simmons has been getting. Hey, you're supposed, fat- you supposed to do that. You 6'10". You're the next like, LeBron. He's 6'3". Your mentor is LeBron. Yes, like Donovan Mitchell Your is 6'3". Your mentor is LeBron James. I think I, saw, I think I saw a stat as well that showed like how many 20-plus point games they've had. I think uh, Ben Simmons only had like six. He averages and, like 17 a game. And Donovan Mitchell's had like 27. Do- 20 Donovan Mitchell 20 averages 20 points a game. Yeah. 25, if I'm not mistaken. I don't think so. Is that that high? Like 20, 20. Like 20, 21? Yeah. He averages in the 20s 20, as a 20. rookie. Which is good. It's hard for a lot of rookies to do that. I don't think Giannis was doing that his first year. Right. You feel me? Like, come on, son. Like, this man is balling. And Rudy Gobert missed 27 and, games. Come on, son. And he won the slam. I didn't even know. I forgot he won the slam dunk contest. Most by, 20. he's 20.5 points per game. Most by a rookie on a playoff team since 97, 98. Shout out to ESPN for throwing these stats yeah, up while we're talking, we're talking about him. Hey, hold on. Excuse, excuse all this noise. I got to adjust this mic real quick. Wait for it. Yeah. I'll take that. Oh, yeah. Easy. All right. So that was nice. Hey, Dylan. You spazzed. Hey, I'm here. You took a nap. Took a nap, but now I'm here. Hey, I ain't had time yesterday, cuz. But I got time today, cuz. Hey, today, cuz. <laughs> you got time to die, cuz. Why y'all talking to me about this? I didn't even say anything. I'm just saying, cuz. <laughs> cuz, you the only cuz we got here, cuz. It's got on white. Yeah, yes, cuz. So because of that, we got time to die, cuz. Problem? Yo, this man has the most three points by NBA rookie in history right now. Let's get money. Give right. my man's this trophy. I don't want to hear about no Ben Simmons. Ben I don't Simmons is 6'12". He's supposed to do that. LeBron James, you're 6'8", 285 pounds. You're supposed to do that. Y'all are supposed to be getting plus 10 plus rebounds. You're supposed to get 10 plus assists. You can see over everybody. You should be able to see the nigga open before he even make his cut. That's how goddamn tall you are. You should be able to just throw alleys with your head. And it should just go in. You should just be able to just go like this, and the ball just go in the hole. Y'all ain't see what I just did? I just did some tall nigga shit that niggas are supposed to be able to do and score. He's six three in the in the league, full of six seven and up niggas, and he's balling. Give my man his trophy. 
I need that. I'm tired of them sizing these short dudes. We need to get back to the area where these short dudes is running ship. You feel me? I was about to say Steve Nash. Like, Steve Nash not 6'4", and these niggas are still tall as shit. But compared to these LeBrons and KDs and Giannis, who are freaks of nature, these boys is out here balling. You know, that's something weird, because I'm, I'm relatively tall, and, like, whenever I encounter somebody, like, elderly, they always ask me, ask me if I play basketball. I'm like, nah, I was like, I'd be, like, short in NBA standards. You'd be a point I'd, guard. I'd have You'd to be a point, point guard. Like, that's... I'm like right at like the lower level of, <laughs> of like the average. Jay point Crowder guy. is the happiest man alive right now. He in a perfect situation. Yes. Yeah, can't lose. He's free to do whatever. He, like you, you don't have no. I feel like this. I feel like people think it's such a great thing to play with LeBron. I think it's more pressure playing with LeBron. LeBron wants things a certain specific way. Yeah, and it gets like, and it might not work for that type of player, and it's like. I feel like he has a lot more freedom where he's at now. Yeah. But they're playing Dame, though. You feel me? Dame ain't no puss. So, Vince Carter plans on coming back next year. My dog's over 40. Bruh, why? He's coming why? back. Why? So, what do you think? <laughs> why? That's what I think. I think why. You got to have his You gotta have his welcome back. His, why? His, his, his comeback tour. Why? Make this bread. When did he retire? He might have some debts. When does he retire? When did he retire? He never retired. He never retired. He been playing. He been playing this whole time. Yes. Sacramento Kings. <laughs> stop it. No, he, he can't stop. Can't stop. Won't stop. Bad boy. Ah ah ah. No, I don't think like he's playing that He's been in the league yeah, this whole time, and he's been he's doing straight. okay. He's, he's been, consistent. He's been, he's been good. He's like a little Paul Peter, like a Paul Pierce right now, like just getting his little bread, getting his little bread, oh. getting his little. He, well, he, well, go ahead and hand him in. For some reason, I thought he'd been retired. No, he's he been here. He's just like Manu. Here, all right, just, just go ahead doing, and get all right. Go get just your doing, just doing his. I, feel, I respect that. Have, have your swan song, bro. When dudes retired, to me, it's like I ain't retiring until I can't get no bread no more. He should sign a one year deal with the Raptors. I'm gonna keep though. playing. He signed a one year deal with the Raptors. I said, I said he should. He oh, should I was gonna be like, that would be crazy. That the first game man. they played, they got to throw, throw the old school drums on. Yeah. yeah, he's averaging, he averaged 5.3 points per game with two rebounds. <laughs> Hold on, hold on. Please tell me he's only averaging like two hold minutes on, a game. Hold on, two rebounds and two assists, 17 minutes a game. Oh, my God. 17 minutes isn't really like, oh, my gosh. Vince, you got to go. Oh, y'all crap. Vince, you got to go, bro. <laughs> y'all crap. What you got to do is. I should have never said the stats. <laughs> my bad, Vince. Why did you do that? Vince, my bad. Vince, you got to go. Oh, I understand that you play another year, but unless that one more year is like with your staple team. That's what I'm about to say. Unless it's with you the Raptors, bro. Go. Like, You're I'm, with the Kings. Like, What do you need another play another year with the so, Kings? So I'll go back for. to my original statement. Why? Maybe because he's going somewhere else. Right. Go, just go to the Raptors. All right. So moving right along. Um, so this past weekend was WrestleMania weekend. In the W. Yep. W. Uh-huh. E. Yes. The W. Yep, yep. Wait, e W A. I don't know why we yeah, get a W E. You refuse to say A. Yeah, for some reason it's weird. W A E A E A. The All right, I like that. So WrestleMania 34 was trash. It was. I'm just kidding. It was seven. It was seven hours. Pretty entertaining. It was long. It was very long. Um, it was. But it was good. Ronda Rousey was in the best she match of the night. The she stole the show. 
Um, I didn't think that was. I thought that show. I thought that match was gonna be trash. Yeah, I didn't expect much from her. She snapped. Listen, I got only hard. one thing to say. Ronda Rousey, what a gal. <laughs> yeah, she's she's in great shape. Hey, listen, what? what? Wonderful shape. She's in fantastic shape. Okay, we did watch her get her ass whooped some more, bitch. Just to see her lay down. All right, see, Dylan, t- Dylan took it to so We had, like, the nice subliminals. <laughs> no, nah, I was bad, bro. <laughs> hey, listen, um, shout out my fiance one time. Um, babe, Ronda Rousey's okay. I don't look at her laying down. He could say that. He, y'all together. I'm single 99, bitch. So, Ronda Rousey, that ass. <laughs> my She's God. married. I don't give a damn. Oh Ain't she God. married to some, like... She, to a uh, UFC fighter? Yikes. Married these bullets. Okay. Oh, okay. Moving now we're trending UFC fighters. All right, but no, I mean it was overall a good, uh, a good event. You know, some matches were duds, some were boring, but you know, WrestleMania was WrestleMania. Uh, I'm not really gonna dwell on it too much. Raw and SmackDown, the the nights after WrestleMania. Now who won the picks? Let me make picks. Oh, I didn't even like officially tally them. Was I supposed to do that? Yes. No, nah, no worries. My tally. All I'm gonna say is I got you next week. I'll read what the tallies are. All I'm gonna say is is that I wish they could have did better with the United States up, title, the lineup of the matches. Yeah, I agree. That's yeah, the only like, thing that bothered me. Some of the matches I really didn't like. Some. Yeah, I really didn't like the up you had, and down effect. You had two that I of had. the best matches first. Yeah, they should have. You had it, the, the triple threat for the IC title and the Oscar uh, Charlotte match were yeah, the first two matches. Yeah. Oscar and what's the name? Oscar and, and, and Charlotte. They could have had the what's the other the Intercontinental the Intercontinental the Championship match was really good. And too. you know I was yeah, I was like, I was right about the really? Charlotte oh, Oscar match. Intercontinental. I was, I missed that one actually. I was right about Charlotte really Oscar. Good. It just take long. It just took longer than I expected because Charlotte ended the streak that night, mm-hmm. and then on SmackDown. Charlotte lost the title to Carmella, who cashed in money in the big briefcase. What about time? Yeah. About that time. match should have happened before the other women's title. Yeah, yeah for sure. For Shorty, sure. Charlotte Shorty dominated. Um, Nia Jax? Yeah, Nia Jax dominated it. So, we had some returns and debuts on Raw and SmackDown. Jeff Hardy returned from injury. Samoa Joe returned from injury. Bobby Lashley made his return. Bobby Lashley. Yeah, from TNA. And so how he's was back. that? He's back. He's good. I mean, he can't, he did it. He looks like Bobby Lashley. Yeah. Doesn't Bald, I'm not gonna lie to you. Black. I'm not. I'm not, yeah. believe, I'm not believing the hype. Right. He's not about. To, they're not about to do nothing with this. No man. championship. So he's. Gone. So he's back from TNA. Speaking of TNA, it was the first time I've ever heard TNA spoken on a WWE broadcast. Uh, mm. There was a segment backstage with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, where they were begging Kurt Angle for jobs because you know they were fired from SmackDown because they lost the match. And Kurt Angle said, hey, I heard TNA's hiring. And the crowd was like, oh, shit. Because basically, because WWE's been taking all of their best guys. You know what that means? The monster abyss. Oh, shit. Comes to the WWE. WWE might be buying TNA. Pull out a WCW. The monster abyss is going to slide soon. Why not? Yeah. Um... So, the Authors of Pain were called up from NXT. That was which is, time. Yeah, powerhouse tag team. Ember Moon, she's the girl who does that um, About the stunner from the top. Yeah. And then the iconic duo, uh, Peyton Royce and Billy Kay, these two Australian girls, they debuted on SmackDown and beat the dog shit out of Charlotte. And got her to lose her title. Yeah. That's lit. So, That's what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, so everybody made their impact. 
Paige unfortunately had to retire on Monday Night Raw from in-ring action. She'll no longer be able to wrestle because of neck injuries. But well, she, she is had now. The, uh, she had the edge. Yeah. She is now. But she was the hired. General manager yeah. of SmackDown. Smackdown Live. Are yeah. you serious? Because now Daniel Bryan has been relieved of duties because he's going back to wrestling. That's lit. So she, they hired her to be the general manager, which is match. great because she's good on the mic, so she'll fit Daniel in. Bryan Daniel Bryan had a great match with AJ Styles. Yes. And Daniel Bryan versus AJ Styles. That was good. And oh. then they got their ass whooped by Shinsuke at the end. Yes. Let's get Shinsuke money. turned heel. Shinsuke yeah, so. came in and, well, Shinsuke about to get his music changed. Yes. Two nights in a row now, Shinsuke music has not been played. It's too facey, bro. After he been smacking. It's too facey. So one. Last thing, crowd to be sitting there singing. Hold on. Go ahead. The one I just want you to read this exactly how you have it on the agenda. Go for it. This last thing. Yes. In quotes, the greatest Royal Rumble match card is random. Tell us why. Okay, so this is going to take place on April twenty seventh in Saudi Arabia, um, which is a big deal because Saudi Arabia has been going through a lot of changes. Like, they're just now opening the first public movie theater they've had there in 35 years, and they're showing Black Panther. Shout out to Black Panther for that. The power of the Black Panther so like, will be stripped away. They're allowing a lot more things that are accepted worldwide. They're allowing a lot more into their country. So they're having this pay-per-view event. So some of the matches just don't really make sense, but they want big, big-time matches. So we have... Uh, well, next week on Raw, The Revival is going to take on Matt Hardy and uh, Bray Wyatt. And whoever wins that is going to go against The Bar for the Raw Tag Team Championships. Um, because Braun Strowman relinquished his titles because his partner is still in fourth grade. Um, That's legit what he said. Yes. He's like, well, once he's done once with he's school. Once he's done with school, we're getting those back. Yeah. And the gym was like, hey, like someone's going to get these hands. <laughs> Yeah, it was funny. It That's was funny. Crazy. He legit won the title just to gave it away. Yeah. That's you have size. You had five. Yeah. John Cena versus Triple H. That's just because Saudi Arabia. Yeah. That's the two main people they could think of. Like, this might be big the, names. This might be the most random match. You have The Undertaker versus Rusev in a casket match. Nigga, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I don't it's a I don't know. Um you have Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns in a steel cage match for the Universal title. The contract that Brock Lesnar signed apparently was only for one more match, this being the match. So one more match! This is probably where they'll one put the belt on Roman match. Reigns. Because he'll probably be accepted in Saudi Arabia because they don't know to boo him. Um, oh, hopefully seriously. somebody else gets in that match. Right. So Strowman gets in since now you don't got nothing to do. Then you have The Miz... Versus Seth Rollins versus Finn Balor versus Samoa Joe in a ladder match for the WWE Intercontinental Championship. That's about to be five. Yep. Samoa Joe's not winning that. And then you have a 50-man Royal Rumble match, which includes Kurt Angle, Chris Jericho, a lot of legends are coming back. Reportedly, possibly Hulk Hogan. Like a lot of people are are going to be there for that. He's going to drop the big leg on somebody yeah. and get thrown. So out. that'll be interesting. Yeah. Nobody will really be able to watch it, though, because it's on a Friday at noon, this pay-per-view. So we'll have to watch it after. We'll have to watch it at work. We'll have to watch the whole thing after the fact. Um, But yeah, so that's it for for that. All right. So we got one last thing to talk about. What is it, bro? Um, In the UFC, the the UAFA. C A the Ufk. 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 Um, 
I just want to talk about the Conor McGregor situation. Talk about it, bro, because I'm... Listen. Conor McGregor um, is a fucking talk. The fuck? I am, the fuck is wrong with that guy? I'm firmly behind Conor McGregor in this situation. Um, He's not, though. I get why he did what he did. Now... Should he have done what he did? Probably not. No. But, and there's different ways. But I got to respect... Because he could have messed something I got to respect what happened. Yeah. I got to respect how he handles business because... Oh, he's straight up. The day before, the day, just so in case people don't know, the day before, um, well, Connor's camp and this other fighter, Khabib, their camps don't get along. Um, So the day before UFC, uh, well, actually, sorry, two days before UFC 223, um, Khabib cornered one of Connor's guys in the arena and he had like a group of his little goons with him and they basically he was talking to him and he had his hand on the back of his head like this and was basically talking to him like he was a little kid and you know punked him out basically because they were like you know what do you want to do you know we could do it right here and you know what's he gonna do it well, we're deep yeah, yeah. and he's by himself so this guy gets on the phone calls Connor McGregor who's in Ireland Connor immediately gets 10 of his boys, puts all of them on a private plane, and flies from Ireland to New York. Instantly. Because he ain't playing that. He don't like when somebody messes with one of his boys. Stop that bus in its tracks. So by the time they get there, it's the next day, it's after the presser, they get to the arena just in time for these other guys to be leaving the arena. So Connor and his squad are like, come off the bus. They said no. Connor's like, no, y'all wanna, y'all wanna fuck with my man's. We here now. Mm-hmm. Catch these hands. They didn't get off the bus, so Connor's like, oh, if y'all wanna go get off the bus, we gonna get you off the bus. So they start picking things up and trying to break the windows. Connor threw a hand dolly through a window. His other guys were throwing barricades and like hitting the windows and stuff like that. They broke a window. They broke a window. Um, but he got smashed. now there was a couple injuries. Two of the fighters. Uh, two of the fights had to get pulled because one of the fighters got a cut on his forehead from the glass. Another fighter got shards of glass in his eye. That should have um, got, got off the bus. It didn't cause a lot of. It didn't cause any like serious Y'all damage. Should have got off the bus. Yeah. So that boy hurt y'all from outside. After that, you That's know. <laughs> so Connor was arrested. I mean, he turned himself in, but he was arrested, booked, all that stuff, and Bailed. you know he has a court date in June. He's facing charges. You know, uh, criminal mischief, that kind of stuff. Um, but he's got the bread, so I'm, I'm sure he'll beat that. But, I mean, I the only reason I feel bad is because there was women on the bus. And, like, the hand dolly almost went through the window where the girl was sitting. So, so like, she was shaking up by it. Like, but I, that's, that's why like, you don't put women by the that's window. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's don't real. Put by that window. And you a UFC fighter. So but other than that, I ain't mad at it. She can catch these hands, too. Other than that, I'm not she mad because she could have been there. What, she could have been there with Ebon, whatever his name is. Because I already know, had that been one of y'all, it would have been the same situation. Yeah, I'm not. I don't care. I don't uh, care. I'm here. It would have been the same situation. Yeah, I'm here. I don't I'm care here. if your girlfriend. It's like, oh, you, oh, you, oh, you fucked with Dylan. Bet. Them girls could have been in that shit too. Them girls can catch these hands too. They fighters too. <laughs> they, they are fighters. Fight. Like, what They're you mean? Fighters. Like, we got a little. I find me a little. I go for Ronda. What's up? But at, at the end of the day, I think this is a good thing for the UFC because that when they eventually book Connor versus Khabib, that fight gonna be nuts. 
Oh, they're gonna be able to use all of this footage all and everything. Heat. Like, oh my god, that's it's gonna be amazing. That's what Floyd gonna those press conferences. But when you when you look at Connor though, Connor is one of those guys. He's yeah, he's from Ireland, but he's hip hop. Like he's if you look at these hip hop gangsters, these thugs and stuff like that, he's from Ireland, but he grew up in the streets of Ireland. Like he grew up in the hood in Ireland, just fighting growing up. And he comes over here, and now he's got some money. So now, what's he doing? He's wearing the the, the, the suits, fur coats, mink, the suits, the jewelry, and stuff like that. Like he is a hip hop artist. Me. I want all the fucking money. You know what I'm saying? Right. I just want a lot of money. I, and I, when I, you focus on somebody who's about that action, he grew up poor. He's what's up? All the fucking money. I'll say. Pull up. I'll say. I agree with the hip hop part, but I'll say more urban because he's from the hood. Yeah, that's what, that's what I'm saying. I'm talking like when I'm saying hip hop, I'm talking yeah. like hip hop. Yeah. Like I'm talking like your your pox and your your yeah. things like he's, that. He's, he's he's He's, he's hood for sure. Uh, I I I just think that I mean he reacted the best way he knew how, That's all and I knows. don't think he's necessarily concerned with the repercussions. And he's gonna he take care of the situation. Yeah, he's gonna take care of the situation care. the best don't way he knows how. And, and I think that's about it, honestly. To be real. That's when when he fights Khabib. That's when Floyd gonna make his debut because he know Conor got another fight. Oh, Conor and Conor's gonna destroy Khabib because Khabib fought. Uh, two days later against uh, an opponent who took the fight on in like a day's notice and like he barely won by decision. Yikes. Like it wasn't a convincing win yeah, at all. Connor gonna smash it. He's gonna punish. He's gonna probably punish. I wouldn't even want to finish. Yeah. Connor might not even want to finish in the first round. Well, and here's the thing. Dana White was saying all these things like uh, he's done with Connor. He kind of, Shut up. Shut up. Connor is your biggest money. draw in the UFC period. There is nobody who's a bigger draw than Conor McGregor and Connor, once he's booked for fight, does not back out of fights. You see all these fighters who drop out of fights because of injury, injury. or sickness, whatever. Connor Fight. fights every time. You're guaranteed. You know what you're going to get with Conor McGregor. You're going to get a good show. You're going to get good publicity out of it. You're going to get some fire comments and hot takes that come out of his mouth. Like You see the new UFC game, UFC 3? Yes. They have like press conferences where you can do all that extraness. That's fine. That's because of Conor. Yeah. Like that's legit he's a walking, he's a walking in, money machine. When you're all in each other's face and arguing and all that stuff because of the stuff that Conor McGregor's out here doing, he's getting y'all ratings. Like he's Floyd. Yeah, he's the Floyd. He's the Floyd of MMA. Honestly, so you can't. They know you ain't done with him. Shut up. I agree with everything all y'all say. Bet. <laughs> that's all I got. Anybody else want to add anything? Nay. Hear none. Alright, so, Buddha. Motion to adjourn. Aye, Renel August in second, the motion. <laughs> Does it pass? Any opposed? No. Alright. Let's get the hell out of here. So, tell them where they can reach us if they want to ever email us anything. But I'll... Balls Sports Podcast at gmail.com. What about on the Twitterverse? Twitter at balls underscore podcast. And if they want to get us on the ground? Balls underscore sports underscore podcast. Oh, yeah. This part right here is where the song comes on. You was right last week. Yeah, what? you hit you yeah. hit one of those notes at the perfect yeah. time. Hey, you good. did. Hey, I'm getting up. Yeah, you did good. You yeah. Did good. I, I think yeah, that was that part. Yeah, yeah it was the yeah part. You're forcing it now. It's not. Yeah. I force it every time. I'm getting it <laughs> Statistically. Statistics show. Right. So, I mean, you know, that's, that's essentially... 
what we have, man. We appreciate y'all for, you know, hanging out with us again. Word. You know what I'm saying? Y'all could have been doing anything else, but you know, you, you here with us, and we appreciate that. Next week, episode 32. Oh, 32 is going to be a good one. There's a lot of 32s. Don't name anything right now. Who did y'all name for 31? Oh, if you had been here when the episode started. Let's try it. Jerry's Bird? Yeah, we already got all that. You're late. Yeah. yeah, so... Well, David know, Johnson, Cam Chancellor. Yeah, we got all that. Cam so, yeah. All right, y'all little scallywags. We out. Priest Holmes. Wake up in the morning, put your makeup on. You a queen, baby, go and take your throne. See you stunning, LOL, I guess you grown. No, I'm selfish, I just want you for my own. It's your birthday. Yeah, you know that it's your birthday. Turn up, turn up, it's your birthday. Yeah, you know that it's your birthday. It's your birthday. I got 21 candles on the kick, and it's all for you.